to episode 14 of the Colton Culture Podcast. This episode features uh, two prominent members of the San Diego Black Panther Party, uh, Robert War and Henry Wallace. Um, man, this is a this is a huge one. Uh, I, I don't I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, uh, I met them at this uh, town hall meeting in City Heights, um, just like a like a community town hall meeting, kind of in relation to the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but there was a couple, a couple Panthers that that spoke, and uh, one of them I had recognized from back when I lived in Barrio Logan. But then also just like maybe from my teenage years, just mm-hmm. as an activist in San Diego, and I, I I recognized one of the dudes, so just hit them up, and and they were they were totally open to it, it and it was a trip like kind of sharing um, like what you know what we are like we're you know we're Planet B, and we do this podcast, Cult and Culture, and yeah. here's the episode. Do you want to do this thing? And you know I think they like. I think they like kind of were like, what the fuck? Like yeah, <laughs> your last, definitely. the last dude was a Satanist, you know? And I was like, yeah, no, no, we're just down for like cool shit. And yeah. man, they were, it was great. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, awesome. we weren't able to cover nearly enough, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, it could have topics endless. We so. scratched the surface and that, yeah. was, that was it in yeah. an hour. It's yeah. Like, fuck. It's over. So yeah. Um, well, without further ado, um, Episode 14. Episode 14. Robert War and Henry Wallace of the Black Panther Party. My introduction to the the Panther Party like comes through punk rock for me. And it was like going to the Che Cafe at UCSD. There's a big Angela Davis mural. And I was working as a, as a, as like when I was like 15, 16 with the Revolutionary Communist Party as part of the Revolutionary Communist Youth Brigade. So like I was really like kind of tuned into like you know politics especially for like a young teenager so I, I i started like seeing a lot of things and also back then in san diego you know we had a lot of we had a huge skinhead problem like huge neo-nazi problem which we still unfortunately have so so my my education um you know i guess is somewhat limited pre pre um, internet you know but like i was really um intrigued with trying to like figure out like certain elements of 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 activism and and the black panther party was impressive but for me, um, you know, as like a as a white dude or whatever, I was I was I kind of like was like, oh, there's this other thing like the Weather Underground was really impressive, right. or like the mm-hmm. Pink Panther movement or the Pink Panther, I guess party no, or not the Pink Panther, the White Panther. But there was also the Pink Panther, which was like gay activists that were like yep. in no. part of that. I heard of them. Yeah, I've never heard of the uh, Pink yeah. Panther. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is that right? It's a true thing. Well, excuse me, I'm gonna have to. Y'all have put something in the mix. I, heard I ain't heard, but uh, but I I, I hadn't ever discussed them. Yeah, the white panthers and the gray panthers was the only panthers I heard outside of the. Black so what's Panther. the gray panthers? The gray panthers was the senior citizens that wow. was being marginalized back in those days. They were under attack. So were they black senior citizens or just all senior just senior citizens? citizens. That's crazy. California wow. was under attack by. Uh, some, uh, uh, I guess you would call them liberal lawmakers at that time okay. that was looking at a utopia for the senior citizen uh. by having them to quit work uh-huh. at 55, 60 years old uh. and just back up and get in uh, uh, rocking chairs. So, so was it basically. like a, a class struggle for them? Was that was that the yeah, agenda? It, it yeah, it became a struggle because a lot of them refused to go straight to the rocking chair. Yeah, of course. They wanted to work as long as they wanted I mean, wanted especially to at that age, 55, you said that's... Yeah, oh, 55, 60 years. I'm just yeah. giving a number. Yeah, yeah, okay. But it was for senior citizens and they were going to take away their driving privileges. Wow. So they were saying that at a certain age, you are no longer able to drive. Yeah. And they were trying to actually pass laws at that time okay. to restrict the senior citizens from participating. So what year was that? 
this was uh I guess in the uh, mid sixties, okay. late sixties, and uh, they were fighting <laughs> mad because their rights was being taken sure. taken away. Uh-huh. So they became what's called the Great Panthers. If you ever get a chance, Google them. Up. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, so they worked with the Black Panther Party. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So. What about the White Panther Party then? That was white. Like- white the White Panther Party started off with young students mm-hmm. that wanted to uh, join the Black Panther Party, so they approached Huey Newton mm-hmm. to to get into the party. He said, "No, this is a black struggle, so we have to stay focused on that. But if you want to help us, you can yeah. by formulating your own organization." Uh-huh. So was that any way tied into the Weather Underground? Not at all. No. Okay. So, um, man. Can you, so let's jump ahead then, or maybe, I don't know if it's jumping ahead, but can you differentiate between the Black Panther Party and the new Black Panther Party? Because that's... Oh, definitely. You do know, you consider your guys' organization? Huh? Like, are you part of the Black Panther Party or part of the new Black Panther Party? Because there seems to be, like, certain people saying that it has to be, like, s- stated that there's two different mm-hmm. things. You see my face, right? Yeah. <laughs> Would I be considered new? Uh-huh. <laughs> no. The new Black Panther Party is a as uh, uh, a uh, takeoff of the original Black Panther Party, where the original Black Panther Party started off um, just uh, serving the needs of Black people. Well, the new Black Panthers got a twist on that, and they are uh, basically the same thing. It's about Black people only. You see. Whereas the original Black Panther Party years ago evolved into a very uh, political party when they realized that our struggle mirrored other uh, uh, marginalized groups' struggle, such as the senior citizens, such as the American Indians, such as the Mexicans, such as... Uh, uh, the poor whites in the Appalachian Mountains. So our, our, basically our thoughts and our program started switching over to we need to unify with these other groups uh-huh. and we can all address our issues sure. before the government and the people of the world. So uh, the new Black Panthers, he would know more about their politics, but on the surface, from what I've seen, is they are a takeoff of the very beginning of the Black Panther Party. Okay. And like I said, the original Black Panther Party evolved in their theories and, and how they would approach the struggles that we have today. I mean, it's a different, obviously... Yeah, different world, same with similar struggles. Because I mean, I think like a, a big criticism, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, of the Black Panther Party originally was was dealing with like misogyny, right? Because it wasn't set up for like men uh, to be like sort of, I don't know, in the st- patrolling the streets, and like it didn't, it was it was it, it like exclusive of women taking part in the par- party. No, the, the women took part in the party. Believe it or not, from what what even if the Black Panther Party had that mindset. Uh-huh. The women came in strong, and also we're talking about a completely different era. Like so, uh, there there wasn't the same sort of like social changes that we that we've experienced in the last however many years. Right, it was a different world back in those days where men was the dominant uh, gender. But as we brought the women in, the women became part of the Black Panther Party. 
we start evolving. See, that's the difference in the original Black Panther Party. Okay. We evolved because we start as we grew, we learned that we need to address women's issues too. That's another so, struggle. As we went along, it didn't. It didn't was a man and woman thing. It was comrade. Uh, sure. I didn't say you know your soul sister. We said soul sister, but that was on the surface of it. The real thing is that we are comrades in the struggle together. So that's why you see the pictures of the women had guns and babies. Yeah. As well as the men sure, had sure. guns and all because we evolved because of the education level. You got to understand the Black Panther Party was many moving parts many moving parts. You had those that was educated students. You had professional people come in there. You had people straight out the military came up in there. And you had people straight off the streets. So you had a bunch of different people in there and they came together on the guys that we had to straighten out the situation. That is still predominant today of being disrespected as a people. See, and so we grew to accept women as our equals, even though we knew that we still man and woman, we accept as equal because she could shoot just as well as a man can. You see, so she had my back and I had her back. Yeah. And that's why you see the illustrations by, uh, uh, um, he was our our illustrator, Emery Douglas that he had these all these pictures that showed a unifying force between a man and a woman. Sure. So we recognized the fact that they they was just as much in the struggle as we were. So I mean for me like growing up too I would obviously like in a different era than than when you did, but right. it was it was important me to for me to see like you know and especially like like geographically or whatever like and and you know so close to los angeles or, or whatever but like at ucsd seeing like the mural when i was a child of angela davis and then like researching her and seeing this woman like speaking it like she gave that speech at madison square gardens i right. think like behind bulletproof glass i mean glass that was like wild to see as a kid and so like try to wrap my head around what race relations were or like racial injustices were you know i mean i was like i'm talking like I think I was like 13 or 14. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, there's this thing that like, you know, I felt some sort of, um, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but re regardless, like it, that was my introduction, like uh, was like the female Black Panther. Right. You know, members. but now, they, 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 you know, and I know we hold in a conversation and there's no structure really to what we're talking about. But if you look at the weather underground, the women of that, it was a mirror of the Black Panther Party, but, yeah. but they were white. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. And those women was on equal par with the men. Sure, they would set more bombs than the men's. <laughs> yeah, back in the yeah. day, I'm yeah. talking about they were bombing. But they also government I, buildings yeah. and everything else. So, and they had real names that was called out. Yeah, you know, on the FBI most wanted list, and they were demonized and this and that because nobody took the time, especially in white America. To pull the fairy tale lenses off their eyes uh, to see what was going on in this country. Yeah, and especially see. then too, I think like women were probably like especially with the 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 weather underground, they were they were able to infiltrate because no one would suspect a, a yeah. woman to go plant a bomb. Right, know? and the with, whites, they yeah. didn't want to bleed that. Yeah, it was, they yeah. had to take those fairy tale lens yeah. off. You know, yeah. everything's sunny. We're fine, Johnny. 
and, and get a little Joey and <laughs> let's go to Malibu yeah. and have a big old steak yeah. dinner. And, yeah. You know, we don't have no financial problems, so we can't relate to those people down there. They, uh, they down there, they trying to rob us and take what we got. We earned this. Yeah. But they didn't understand that there was a system that was holding those other people back where they couldn't make a living or anything like that. Thanks to the capitalist system that we have. And like I always tell people, I have nothing against capitalism <laughs> other than the fact that it should be fair. Well, that's it not, I mean, I guess there's like, there is progressive capitalism, right? I mean, it's, it, but it's set up, you know, it is set up for white supremacy, right? I mean, right. I, I, at least the well, capitalism that we experience on this planet, or yeah. at least in America, it's for just sure. In America yeah, and Europe, the, 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 whoever controlled the powers in those various countries yeah. is the ones that would get the money. And so those powers that's above the governments of the world uh, dictates what should happen in each country. And so over here, they dictated that the white European uh, ancestor, the ancestor of the white European, will be the ones that be the dominant force in this country. And we're going to make sure that they have a little a little more sure. than the others. Sure. Then that yeah. way we make the others and them fight for whatever. Yeah. And then we're going to tell the people that we give more to that those people is your enemy. Yeah. It's the concept of teaching to hate downwards. Yeah. Like, oh, you're oppressed, but hate the other people that are below you. Right. I mean, we see right. that right now with all of you like, especially with Trump supporters. You're working in the other ones that's working in the yeah, field. Yeah, so yeah. it's the same thing they did with the slaves. I would say, too, you got to, what you have to look at with capitalism is where it, it, it begins to fall short is, is just say one person has a real good angle on it and, and is able to make a wealth of a, a, a peripheral of money. From that standpoint, there's no restrictions as to how much land, resources, and wealth you can obtain. So it it what happens is a person can buy you know thousands thousands of acres, buy all kinds of property, and can consolidate. And at that point, now all of a sudden you have monopolized the situation. And from that from there, people trying to just use just use basic economics to get into the system like your small mom and pop businesses they can't compete they sure can. and so the deal is is the restricting and not having ability to have restrictions is what opens up the floodgates for corruption and and then that ends up being what dominates in, in a capitalist society from that standpoint and and that's what we can't control so how do you prevent that? Because at that point, I have enough money now to buy politicians, lobbyists, and everything else. And so by the time the small little guy tries to make, you know, get uh, get their foot in the door, then they basically are, are stuck. They can only get so far. So it's it's crazy because like at the town meeting we went to, they were speaking about like supporting black-owned businesses. This is the first time I've ever like really seen that mm -hmm. on like a on a large scale where people are saying this, and yeah. it's and it's in every facet, even like. Today, like with the distribution company for the record label I run, we got an email saying like these are black owned businesses or black run right. record labels, right. you know, like labels. Like check it out. That's the first time I've ever seen that. But the problem is, the business structure is 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 messed up, right? Because right. like, isn't they're living on shoestring budgets? They can't compete. The banks. Yeah. We got to watch who you know, because even like when when like when the George Floyd protest first started in San Diego, they burnt the banks down in, right. in Lemon Grove. And and it's it's interesting to think like I don't I don't, you know, want destruction of property or whatever, but like if we're gonna burn stuff down, that's a symbol of something right there. That's that, the reason it was burnt down. 
yeah. I know, but I, I, I and I agree with you, and I and I it's a it's a but well, I, I didn't I had nothing to do with it. I'm just uh, no, 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 no. But what you said though, <laughs> I got to make sure that's <laughs> no. <disclaimer. laughs> yeah. That was just the symbology of the of the system. I was so. there when it, I saw it happen. I was out there. I, I was Ooh. amazed. I was in that my that, bed. But I don't know that. Like I don't really know that. I don't know any other. I'm I'm going off topic. Go okay, so, there. Go there. Go there. <laughs> well, my the point is what it. I'm trying to say is like when people are saying like support black owned businesses, that's so righteous and it seems really really important and relevant right now. But we gotta understand like who's supporting those business or who's funding those businesses. It's the white banks. That's the problem, I think. So who's like who's funding what businesses? It, people like business loans. They're black called, businesses. Where are they getting loans from? What black-owned bank is there? Usually they're getting it from under their mattress. Yeah, that, that's because the that, banks the ain't never been the friend of the black that's, community when it come down to investment. Yeah. I mean, maybe credit unions because that's they sort of redline the, our businesses. Yeah. In our in our neighborhoods, our insurance rates is to the roof yeah. when you get a business. Yep. When it come down to business loan, you cannot expect the banks to give you nothing because they always want to know how much collateral you got, how what you got, what do you own, so that if you fail, then we give you this money. And they won't do that with a lot of the whites that's out in nice little areas and oh, stuff sure. like that. But they will do it to blacks and minorities, especially blacks. You can count on your hand how many black businesses will survive this pandemic right now. And this pandemic right now is being used to clean up a lot of financial mess and everything. There's going to be a lot of businesses that go under, black, white, Hispanic, this and that. And they want to start all over. Because I do believe that it's a possibility that they have a cure for this. But capitalism tend to clean its own little house up when they certain people they don't want in the game. Well, it's, you keep the people sick and yeah. you can manipulate them any kind of way you can. <laughs> so it's a time that they're going to eventually release a way that people could go back to their normal life somewhat. But right now, I think that they're using it against us at this point. You know, and and that's a whole different story. Back to the but, major capitalism issue, because right. even like when they had the first, um, the ba the like the, the the loans that they were giving out, or not the the, the forgiveness loans, right? Wasn't it? And like yeah. that, like Guess Ruth Chris them. Steakhouse, or like yeah. and all these like huge like corporate businesses, like publicly right. traded businesses, got mm -hmm. the money. You know, Whenever the government give out money, and nine out of ten, the majority it goes to big business. Yeah, and one Banks of the things I want to make sure you, is what you, you know as well is oftentimes what a lot of the even major corporations do, and you find this is a lot. This is a loophole. Is is sometimes they will have a minority CEO. By having a minority CEO, it opens them up to receive minority type of funding right. that will put them in the category of a minority small business or a minority uh -huh. business. Uh -huh. So now this large corporation is using a front piece, a minority front piece, in order to have access to both sides of the funding, which would normally go to a black business that is up and trying should to make to, it. Should go to, not normally. Yeah, but should go Should, to. but so, that's the shell game. Yeah, it's a yeah. shell game. They play game, the yeah. shell game, you see. And that's what cuts so, us out of it as well, is, is they're they're doing all they're they're basically just using all of the you know all of the loopholes and all of the ways that they can to keep that money in that in that corporation or, or funding the large corporations so even with that they basically re reroute and utilize minor quote-unquote minority benefits to fund them 
And the only reason why they're talking about funding black businesses now is going back to what you said about burning up banks. Going back 50 years ago, of when they had riots and stuff like that, basically burned up the neighborhoods, uh-huh. you see. Now the new younger generation is getting smarter. They're attacking capitalism at its core heel, which is their little bank that they, they give money out to who they want to give it to. So once you start burning up your Walmarts, Targets, and and banks and stuff like that, then they want to come to the table and throw a dog a bone. But let's face it, all those places have insurance, so they're they, not. It's not like Targets like suffering. I mean, not at all. Yeah, it, but yeah. just the fact that you started to burn out. See, they didn't have revolutions before. Uh, that happened in Europe, like France and Russia and places like that. And they took a big loss because the people rose up and took control of the government, which was in the hands of the super rich. And so when you do that, then the super rich is on the run. They're going to try and find a way to get that money back. And if we start biting at the, the capitalist heels as far as banks and stuff like that, then they start wanting to throw you a bone. They want to sound, well, let's Black Lives Matter, let's talk about it, mm-hmm. you see? Mm-hmm. And they wasn't talking about it until the goddamn Chase Bank got burned down, until Walmart got burned down. Like I said, I do not condone that type of violence at all, but I do know from what I didn't seen over the years that that seemed like the only way they want to talk to you. They'll pull the police dog back and everything. They tell the police, y'all better stop doing what you're doing down there because we losing money up here. Yeah. If you want to keep yeah. getting your little your donations from the us, you need to start trying to make some reforms. You see, the, the police is the first one they threw under the bus. The same people <laughs> that they sent at us the I mean, disrespect they're the our troopers they, they're the stormtroopers yeah. that go out for yeah. the, the you know the yeah. fascist dictatorship they doing yeah. it for they doing sure. it for the rich yeah, yeah and not the rich telling them y'all need to sit down and start negotiating and make some, some changes i mean let's be honest like there's a reason why people say acab you know because they are all bastards they're mm-hmm. taking this job and maybe there is a good cop but it's part of this larger system that's rotten to the core that's rotten to so, the and core. it's the crazy thing is like i i don't know that like most people most cops you see on the street like they're not paid enough to to fuck over everybody else you know they're right. not paid enough to like destroy people's lives or they're you know but they did they and they do they did they've been doing this for 400 years since slavery and they came yeah. out of the slavery back in the day and they still had that mentality that it's, they can control those blacks well it's the yeah. overseer returning uh, to the officer That's right it became, it became the same they worked thing, for the slave the master yeah. back then and they still had that same mentality that they now i've seen changes in the system of how they do things. Now what you have is vigilantes within the system. And uh, uh, I believe that we need laws and with law enforcers, but with the understanding that you serve the people. You, the people and there's don't repercussions serve if you, you screw up and do some shit and like hurt yeah. someone or yeah. kill someone. Well, Mine. I talked to a bunch of them when the longer. When the, they kill Alfred yeah. Alongo, mm-hmm. I walked down into their staging area where they were staged in the apartment buildings in El Cajon and talked to them and let them know that, you know, I seen changes in your system. And I said, for the most part, 
I see that you guys are a little bit more respectful than you was than in my day. Uh-huh. I said, but what you have is vigilante officers within your ranks, and you know about them, but you don't say nothing sure. about them. And then when the shit hit the fan, then all of a sudden you guys want to go out there and brutalize people because you let this one vigilante go out there and take people's lives. I said, you have the power to make the change. If you stand up, and, t- and tell your superiors about this asshole you got right next to you. I say that maybe you won't have to do do the things that you're doing now. But the but that the the person that does stand up to the asshole is going to lose their job. They're going to probably get retaliation by some. You know, well, now I'm not justifying them. No, I think I they, should just, they shouldn't be a cop in the first right, place. They shouldn't you know, be a cop. And if they're right. a coward yeah. like yeah. that, if they're a coward to let a, 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 a vigilante in there that could set it off with his racist views sure. of how he deal yeah. with people. Just like they caught the three cops the other day on the radio. What, what was that? They, they, they had the, the car monitored or, or tapped and they heard what them buttholes were saying about <laughs> Uh, trying to kill people, let it, let it, let them bring it, let them bring it. Oh, we yeah. gonna kill them, yeah. we gonna slaughter yeah. them. We Let's need a, a war to yeah. wipe out all those Negroes. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me jump in on this too, and and tie it tie this into the difference between kind of going back to your first one of your questions about the new Black Panther Party. Because for instance, even dealing with law enforcement, there was a there was cases in Dallas, Texas, where we dealt with law uh, in, uh, police officers being fired because they had dreadlocks. So going into that, we actually had officers being discriminated within the police department Mm -hmm. that actually came to the black, the new Black Panther Party to help get the word out because they were basically getting fired because of their hair Mm -hmm. of of just having dreadlocks on the force. Mm -hmm. So even going back to what you're saying, when you have good law enforcement or or ones that 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 try to do their job to serve the community they're up against Mm -hmm. a an infrastructure that just does not support them Mm -hmm. and then also tying that into which was uh, the difference between why the new black panther party took more of a a isolated approach as as far as ethnic uh, race goes was because for instance it was started in dallas texas i grew up i got my start in the new black panther party and it was founded in 1989 by aaron michaels the deal is, is when I grew up, we used to uh, go to Klan rallies in the community to where just to be able to throw something at them. So we had active <laughs> Klan meetings, Klan rallies and marches in Dallas, Texas. Uh-huh. Yeah. On up through, I want to say, I think it stopped in the mid 80s. But literally, just active Klan rallies. And, and even up into the 90s, I would go places and flee flyers. When I lived, even when I lived in Florida, in Orlando, Florida, I saw people active, clan members actively recruiting in their hoods. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. We're talking '90s and the year 2000s. That's now. happening yeah. in Oceanside in San Diego's. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying it's a norm. It's a normal thing. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So in Dallas, Texas, there was more of a polarization between black mm, and white than what you see out here on the West Coast. I've gotten pulled over by cops. Me pulled over by cops. Called nigga pulled over by cops and unjustly see, uh, dealt with search, you know, uh, the searching my vehicles and stuff like that. And this is, we're talking 90s and, and 2000s. So these kind of things go on. And then mm-hmm. if you remember an incident in in, uh, in uh, Texas, in Jasper, Texas, where yeah. you had a uh, James Burr Jr. who got his head uh, decapitated from getting drugged behind mm-hmm. a vehicle. When we went to that town as a new Black Panther Party, that town was still dealing with uh, elements of segregation. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Uh, segregation, uh, where mm-hmm. you had segregated cemeteries. Blacks got buried on this side, whites on this side. 
And we're talking now. We're talking in 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 nineteen nineties. You see what I mean? So yeah. it was it was a, a completely different environment that sprouted up some of the that that mentality out of the New Black Panther Party, mm-hmm. starting in the in the South and dealing with those issues in the Deep South. And going into one of the things about the police department, real quick, on what we have to look at, and we're talking about capitalism, mind you, most structures are operating off of a. I, we need to make sure our profits exceed the next year oh, that yeah. they do this year. Police departments are ran the same way. So from that standpoint, uh, law enforcement officers are expected to write tickets. They're expected to arrest people. They're expected mm-hmm. to bring more money in next year for the the uh, the structure than they did the previous year because they need to what? Refund. They want to fund and get better vehicles, fund and get better equipment, fund the entire system. So yeah. as a result of that, how can you expect an officer to go out and just simply make sure there's you know, just basically in, intertwined within the community and just not arrest because they have to arrest, they have to write tickets, they have to do something that's going to bring money to the department. So mm-hmm. that is one of the breakdowns when you look at the justice system because the officer can't just simply be and a friend to everybody. The, the minority. Yeah. And then there's like the private um, prisons, which is which It's is all part insane. of the system, yeah, see? Sure. So the thing is, is that officers money, are expected money, to money, be money, the, money. They're expected to be at the front <laughs> end making sure this whole system runs. Now, obviously, that's not necessarily written down in paper, but this is what is expected. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. not writing tickets, then you're going to get talked to. If, you don't, if you're not arresting people, if you're not pulling people over, then you're not doing your job because the, the entire system is based upon you incarcerating people, you writing tickets, you uh, putting fines out. So mm. the deal is, is it, it crosses beyond that barrier of just simply serving the community, so to speak, as the logos say, into where you have to create levels of enforcement and, and levels and fine problems. You have to basically well, find some of them something. Some is a Ku Klux Klan. And well, yeah, that yeah, too. Them, them, you know, them, that's them, obviously what we're yeah, dealing with. Them, but so, from a corporate perspective, I mean, from yeah. a capitalism perspective, what I'm getting at. Right. So what happens is... Why not target the black community? Because they're already deemed as going to be the ones that's going to be committing crimes. So most uh, most of the, 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 the policing is targeting the black communities because look at it from this perspective. We have to cre- make our budgets. We have to create this revenue stream. If we go out and attack the poor and minorities, they don't know how to get attorneys. They don't know how to fight these battles. They're going the to just basically just... Going loud yeah, they're they going to just accept the system and they're just going to be... Uh, okay, plea. They're gonna take plea bargains, and they can't pay fines. And they can't pay fines, so, so yeah. they right. are. They become the target because they are easy prey, uh-huh. and right. so that's the part that you that ties in the capitalism and the racism at the same time. Yeah, and that's what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So it's just an uphill battle because you're dealing with both elements coming together, targeting the prey. So back mm-hmm. to the the because you, you were kind of maybe bridging the new Black Panther Party back with the original Black Panther Party? Is it no. still two separate entities? Or yes. It's two separate entities. Yeah, uh-huh. they're two separate entities because yeah. basically the new Black Panther Party was established on some of the elements and principles, most of the elements and principles of the of the original party. But again, going back to the what was taking place in Dallas, Texas at the time, was you had high levels of police brutality. Uh-huh. You had high levels of racist, blanket racism that was just happening. And mind you, again, it started in Dallas, Texas. One of the things about Texas is Texas has always been a a pro-gun state. So being a pro-gun state, dealing with police brutality, what was the best example that you could deal with when you see that law enforcement are going after people unjustly? Hmm. Man up and weapon up. And weapon up, And so when we 
the examples that that we ran to was the examples of the Black Panther Party, mm-hmm. and by doing so, it put us in a position where we had l- levels of equalization. You got a gun, I got a gun. Now you're gonna talk to me. Yeah, yeah, but like the consequences of like a white person getting shot or a black person shot are, are vastly different. Yep. So it's right. not it's the it's not leveled, which is is just insane in itself. Right. But what we but what the new Black Panther Party was able to start teaching the people was that you have the right to bear arms, you have the right to protect yourself against racism. And see, that's you. what the original Black Panthers sure. came yeah. out with until California changed, changed the, the laws yeah. where you couldn't have a carry the weapon like in Texas. So. Yeah. yeah, and Texas being Texas, they 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 gonna fight tooth and nail with that. Yeah, because in Texas, growing up in Texas, uh, as 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 a, a young man in Texas, we basically decided what clothes we were gonna wear with our weapon. That's how we. That's mm-hmm. how that's how it is in Texas, white or black. Mm-hmm. You match your outfit with your gun. Right. <laughs> Texas is still that way, and, and and continues to stay that way. And mm-hmm. so that's the element that came out of that. Now, of course, the new Black Panther Party had other items or other programs on the agenda but the stuff that obviously seems to create the sensationalism is always when you try to tie back people wearing black berets with with, yeah. with guns right. and that sensationalism is what caused it to sprout across the United States as well as ultimately we ended up uh, working with a guy named Khalid Abdul Muhammad who was the national spokesman of the new, uh, the Nation of Islam uh-huh. at the time uh-huh. and because of Khalid being who he is and his, his ability to speak in and, and just make headways internationally, that brought the new Black Panther Party to a whole new level in terms of its exposure. Oh, sure. Right. And then and, and I think uh, the, the thing that was different is that I don't think that the new Black Panther Party uh, reaches across the aisle to to uh, have allies oh, okay. like the original Black Panther. We was finding other people that was having other issues. So mm-hmm. that's the difference. The new Black Panther Party is not finna get involved with other groups. Okay. You know, other, well, other ethnic groups. Ethnic other groups. Ethnic yeah. Now, the, the, we did form coalitions with the Brown Berets back, okay. in, back in the days, but we didn't, we strayed away from dealing with, with uh, white people for the most part, period. Uh-huh. Because again, in Dallas, and in, and in Texas, period, those are the things that you had racially divided lines. So, and then you also had more segregated communities. So why was the Brown Berets acceptable? Brown Berets were acceptable because they basically followed a lot of the same mentalities of being, you know, oppressed by white people. Yeah, they had some point. of the same problems. And so the new Black Panther didn't look past that. Whereas we look past that as original Black Panthers sure. and actually seen that. We've seen poor whites sitting up in the mountains with no running water, no mm-hmm. toilets to, but being uh, uh, exploited for their labor and sent off in those mines like a canary. Sure. And uh, they made them think that that was the best thing God could have given you was to uh, dig for coal yeah. for the very rich. You see, and if you're undereducated and you don't know no better, then you would go along with the exploitation. I mean, that's what we're seeing right now, currently with the political administration. You know, right, the, right. The you got an ignorant president yeah. right now, Donald Trump, that's that strokes all that. We're gonna bring back the coal mines so you poor little <laughs> ignorant people yeah. to have a job because those liberal Democrats they took your jobs away from you. Well, those were dirty, nasty jobs 
that people that people could die from uh, with the black lungs yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. And so what they did with with the liberal element of the political spectrum, mm -hmm. they created jobs like solar and oh, stuff yeah. like that to help those people have better jobs. Yeah. But Donald Trump went all the way backwards and said, "We're gonna open the coal mines back up." Yeah. Guess who gonna benefit <clears throat> from it? <laughs> Donald Trump yeah, and yeah. his people. Yeah, the oil, oil yeah. companies. So, um, man, so like, c can you, can, okay, so I, I understand the, the new and then the original Black Panther Party, but what right. about like Black Lives Matter movement? Is that something that, like, how does that tie into the Black Panther Party? Black, Black Lives Matter is a extension of the Black Panther Party. The difference is, is that they're not, from what I've seen, able to or refuse to pick up arms to defend themselves, uh, but they have the youthful energy to execute what they're doing right now. Pushing so, for voting and, and yeah, stuff they're, like, yeah, they're actually an extension of us. They're a little more uh, civil, I guess you might say, because it was different times. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. Back then, police would actually put the dogs on us, beat us yeah. with sticks hit us with the butt of a rifle like it wasn't nothing. We was easy prey for a minute. So there was a, ju a, for a, minute. a justified reason for resulting to violence, obviously. You have to fight the oppressor. So, right. So a lot of people now maybe have the privilege of not getting do the dogs. Don't have to do it like that. <clears throat> yeah. They can actually march and, and, and let the world know what's going on. And the difference, again, is that the world sees what's right. going on. I mean, now on. social I mean, they media killed that man. documented. They yeah, killed that man it, right there on live TV or right. TV yeah. where the whole world could see that these are some real assholes. Yeah. They don't value no black life at all. And they just sit there until that man died, yeah. like strangling a, a kitten or a dog sure. or something. You know, that that's basically what they were doing. And the public was outraged. Sure. How dare them? But it's crazy because I remember like growing up and and during the Rodney King riots, like and 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 you know obviously pre-internet, like when 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 those riots started, it was instantaneous. I remember just right. coming out of of my friend's house and it was like this this is going on right now, People like everywhere, fed up. everywhere. People was but fed up. The difference up. between then and now is I think there is unity or solidarity with other races. You right. Know? And th back then it was a, it was a bit more divided. It was that mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. must have did something, Johnny. Johnny, he had to uh, uh, resist arrest or something yeah, like that. A lot so of we're not going to worry about that. Yeah. Re regardless, now you you yeah. see you you know with George Floyd and, and countless other people, you see it happening. You see, I mean, he cried out for his mother for like yeah. who right. can't like find empathy. I mean, people cannot find empathy in that, which is just fucked in itself. But like, how can you really not find empathy in that? And now you know? they got videos from the past that's popping up now all mm -hmm. on social media that show the same thing happening to other folks that died in the early days calling for their mamas yeah, or grandmothers yeah. it was a, a mexican guy that they did like that and he was calling for his nana yeah you see so this stuff been out there the difference is now you have the cell phone that give you instant video that's Live uploaded feeds. to social media and go worldwide so i am so thankful that the, the, the capitalists with their little cell phones that they make money off everybody uh <laughs> was used against their asses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, okay, so then, like, again, like, to, to compare and contrast the two, the two times, like, you know, you, back then, you had um, Hoover and the FBI, right. like, infiltrating 
right real revolution they was, you know? they, so, they, they controlled the narrative how do we know that's not happening now it is it still is happening, happening yeah. now. still happening we have to be as educated as much as possible you nobody could afford to put their head in the sand no more the shit is real and it's happening and it could happen to you yeah it could happen yeah. to me as a senior citizen, I could walk out there and they surround me and knock me to the ground and bust my head like they did that 70-year-old man that was just trying to talk to him. Yeah. And, so, and then he was called Antifa and, you know, Yeah, just like, just Donald Trump called yeah, him that. Yeah. He called him that because he wanted to hurry up and jump on and change what had happened. He knew what happened. Yeah. And, and on that, even on that same note, one of the things that we had found wind of back in the day with the new Black Panther Party and it was that the dealing with the joint terrorist task force that was funded through the FBI, they ended up actually using Dallas, Texas as one of the the, uh, the founding parameters for that. And their target was the new Black Panther yeah. Party. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember like kind of hearing about the new Black Panther Party mm-hmm. being a thing and just thinking like, how is it going to succeed? There's, I mean, the government is not going to allow that to succeed. Because see, when you deal in truth, then it's hard for them to really defeat. And with the eyes of the world on them right now, these people ain't telling them, the new Black Panther ain't telling them no more than what they already know, sure. that they doing some dog shit out there. And you got an organization that's willing to stand up and tell them that they're doing wrong to the people. And so they can't really do them like they did us back in the day when uh, America was really sleep. And as long as it didn't affect my community, I'm not concerned about sure. it. Now it's starting to have a ripple effect in all communities because it can happen to you. Happen to me. Like I said, the man that they pushed down the other day, all the white folks was horrified. This is a white man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look yeah. at what the police did yeah. to him. An elderly and, white man. Yeah, that, elderly yeah. white yeah. man. Yeah. If they disrespected him. Yeah. It can happen to us. I mean, the crazy. I mean, I don't. The craziest thing is to watch that guy fall and see blood come out, and watch yeah. all the pigs and walk, react, and just be like, "Oh, I gotta keep going." You know, yeah. it's like, dude, someone needs to just stop working at that point and fucking help a human and help being. him. Yeah, regardless, but, even if he was Antifa, help the guy. Right. He's about to die. Right, right. Being, but, being accused and, as an instigator, as it was, it was staged. Yeah, like, like he was, he did this intentionally. Yeah. You know, to be able to create. Uh, conspiracy and 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 that's kind of where they get us now on that same note is that they try to tie everything into conspiracy in order to basically nullify it and make it appear as though that's what they do it's it's not real so those are the tactics now so the tactics and change as a result of social media sure so what they do now whereas back then they could isolate us and, and and try to you know come after us directly now they just use social media and try to inundate people with a lot of false information. False lies, yeah. right before you And you don't know what you did, what you don't know what you're seeing. Yeah. And they do that. They try to do that with the videos. Now that everybody knows the power of uh, being able to go in and manipulate footage. They even try to say that, hey, this is fake footage. Yeah, this is, you know, you, you. That's a whole thing like Trump would say with fake news. Oh sure. So yeah. you know, they they try to discredit real, real happenings and real agenda and real things by trying to tie it into somebody being a conspiracy theorist. So, so what about like now as far as like modern times where we're like, you know, the, essentially the Black Panther Party has the ability to to control its own narrative. You can put out your own videos and you can do whatever and you can reach yep. people all over the world instantaneously. Right. right. So I mean, 
but we're still up against the same the same misinformation going out and being spreaded and 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 being put out and see the idea that from from that standpoint what you do is you find more a, a lot a majority of your time trying to undo uh. the myths instead of getting the real thing out there and by the myths being out there first and foremost mm -hmm. that creates a perception and so now you spend your time trying to clean up your image and clean up your perception before you can even get your foot in the door in order to do the real work. And mm -hmm. so that's where we find ourselves having to focus. Mm -hmm. One of the flyers that we that I put out when we go to rallies is de de demystifying the myths of the of the Black Panther Party. Uh -huh. I hand out this flyer at mm -hmm. these at the protests and at the rallies because people see a panther and they have this perception. And so we, one of our recruitment tools is demystifying the myths. They have a perception that might be good and bad, though, right? Yes. You, yeah. Okay. But the flyer addresses both. Sure. The point. The okay. point is, it, it talks about the myths and the mis misinformation that's being put out there, and the ones that obviously support us support us. So from that standpoint, again, all I'm saying is, going back to answer your question, is because it's so easy to inundate and flood social media with misinformation. As Panthers, we cannot keep up. With people that are on a payroll and with echelons and with and, and with algorithms that are able to duplicate and yeah. constantly flood misinformation, yeah. I can't keep up with that. You sure. see what I mean? So it still takes. And one of the negative aspects of social media is that you are able to sit back on your laptop, your computer, and see all kinds of things going on. Yeah. But mm -hmm. then it's different than having boots on the ground. So that boots on the ground element is what we represent mm -hmm. in in being able to actually talk to your neighbor. Versus reading about something on the internet from your neighbor instead of getting out and neck or knocking on the door, open the door and finding out, oh, the, the, those black people ain't all that bad. <laughs> yeah. So the deal is the perception through social media is hard to defeat because it's constantly being permeated with misinformation. Mm -hmm. So when you actually make take the time to talk to a Black Panther, it's a whole lot different than what you thought because of this perceived you know mentality of the of of what a panther is even with the new black panther sure so you what do you think that the best way to to attack that is like obviously you said boots in the ground but like you can reach more people through well oh, we uh, we work with social media yeah i'm just saying that the point is is that we recognize the fact that that is a fight that is a battle that we have to fight on social media constantly dealing with our image which is why henry is so vigilant in making sure the legacy of the party is 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 okay. is in, intact because you people you know real history real information real agenda is often is uh, often suppressed in terms of the, the what the party stands for and what it does uh -huh. and, and 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 continues to to do, do this day so the problem is is just it's so easy to inundate with misinformation so yeah we do have a, a facebook page we do get out there on social media we do address it but can we keep up with the pace of misinformation Huh. No, you can't. Yeah, you and just we pace can't. ourselves. We pace ourselves with a consciousness that we're dealing with more than just ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, you know, like you said, measured when it come down to implementing any actions by the San Diego Original Black Panther Party because uh, the the people have to have a clean sense of what we're doing, and 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 our thing is that. Whatever you do in your private life is in your private life at home, but when you're out there on the streets representing the party, you have a certain image, you have a certain way you act, a certain way you character yourself because people is looking up to you and they're depending on you 
to be an honest broker out there. Uh And so we want to make sure that that stay intact. I mean, even like going back to like your example of like going next door and talking to your neighbor in person, I I think we've, I mean, as, as humanity has like lost that, that narrative, like we, we do result to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter instead of Mm -hmm. talking to people. And as much as I think I would prefer to not be a cyborg, it's the way of the future. So, yeah. I mean, I feel it like, is. I feel like maybe, um, runaway train. So yeah. we're, we're, we're out of, <laughs> we're out of touch with reality. And so what happens is virtual reality is replacing real reality. We as in like hum- humanity, humanity. Yeah. Humanity. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so that's what I'm saying. So from that Place standpoint, it's super easy to create, you know, false information and it's super easy to create an environment that that makes you want to exist in this virtual world because for instance going back to just something like facebook i can create me a facebook page that makes me look like a superhero it makes me look like this great and important and powerful Uh person but in reality i'm i'm i could be a deadbeat yeah and so (laughs) it's true right now okay and so you know, those are one of the issues and why people run to social media and Facebook because they can create their virtual image to be a lot greater than their real image. Sure, sure. So their internal self-reflection, uh, they think low of themselves, but when they, they can put on this costume in front of the world. So I, I agree with that, and, I, and I'm and i not discrediting that or disproving that, but, uh, but okay. Um, I think that there's like, what about like, you know, the larger, the larger narrative, like of working with like organizations like Anonymous or, um, you know, they were like outing Klansmen on Facebook. Like they were, that's like seemed like pretty um, progressive as far as like crushing elements of white supremacy. But I mean, it obviously didn't work because the Klan still exists. But there's things that I think that maybe the Panther Party or other like Black Black Lives Matter movement could like maybe sort of... Um, I don't know, like not should, but could a, 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 a address and, and, and bring in as something. Because, I mean, man, I, I looked at but the... Just, are you talking about as far as the Klanism, just racism? Reaching, just reaching more people, you know? I mean, yeah. like there's like this insane K-pop thing where they like, they destroyed Trump's rally with, they bought all this, they like... Right, took that's some kids. Yeah, and that's, that's awesome. That's new generation. Yeah. But like, that's what every activist should like sort of take uh, note of that and like do that kind of uh, stuff. We've got a new generation that's coming up just like this generation that's able to get the world's attention of what's going on Black Lives Matter and all that and all we could do is support them because as a Black Panther Party until we uh, come of age for the 2020 and beyond with the new volunteers that's coming on and stuff like that that's going to be their task is to be able to help change the, the 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 narrative of how the majority of Americans think, which now I'm starting to see that the minority of America is still thinking backwards yeah. to racism. Because sure. to me, the moral majority then stood up. Even I heard, uh, what's the guy that got the radio thing, the, the Christian thing, 700 Club? Pat, Pat, Pat Oh my God! He he uh, sold uh, Donald Trump a new butthole. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump, and he supports the Republican Party. Yeah, but he told he said Donald Trump need to shut his mouth. Yeah, 
you know, can a man just, he like he got diarrhea. Yeah, sure. And Pat Robinson yeah. wasn't feeling that because it was something that he was saying about, I guess, the churches and people going to church without masks or something uh -huh. like that. But it really uh, messed him up. So the major moral majority is starting to wake up to that we didn't put the wrong person in the office and that all these things that he's doing is tearing scabs off and sure. separating the country. But I wonder if like we, that. But I wonder if we put the wrong person in there, if we did it. We didn't do I didn't put him in there, you know? Like, I didn't yeah, either. So that's, I mean, that's something to consider because it's not yeah. really a true democracy, you know? I mean, no. That's, that's, a, that's a huge issue. Yeah, because he got in through the Electoral College or whatever that was because the, the the, the 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 popular vote he didn't win. Yeah. So so it's almost like a, a, the opposite of like a microcosm. It's like you look at this bigger thing with electoral college. People aren't stepping up and being like, oh, there's this like where the cops are supposed to call out the other cops. Like no one's doing that shit right. with the politics, you know, or right. politicians. They're all in there for like their careers, you know. And that's what's what you know like no one was stepping up to Trump except maybe Mitt Romney and that's like he's like one of the worst Republicans that exist and that right. was the only guy that had the balls to stand and up to George him. Bush the Bushes stood up and all that. which is crazy too because yes. I, I thought he was you know the worst until the yeah, like, what? yeah. even if Ronald yeah. Reagan was here Ronald Reagan would have said something <laughs> you know uh, can you just tell the listeners like how to find you or what what's up with like the Panther Party in San Diego specifically, but maybe a larger one for people that hear this, you know, outside of San Diego, just so they can like connect and. Well, Robert War is, uh, is the one that's in charge with uh, uh, handling uh, people that want to assist the party. Uh, we do have the Henry L. Wallace uh, Facebook page as well as the San Diego Original Black Panther Party. Uh, Facebook, so we're on Facebook as Henry L. Wallace and San Diego Original Black Panther Party. There you can go in and see what's going on with the Black Panther Party, as well as if you want to donate towards the cause, uh, PayPal, okay. Amazon Smile, uh, uh, eBay, uh, and this uh, our website. We do have a website, okay. so they could go there and see some of the old pictures, as well as if they, like I said, if they want to donate, if they want to know more about the Black Panther Party, if they want to become a member or a friend of Black Panther Party, I suggest that you go on Facebook Messenger and contact Robert War Williams, and he can uh, take you to where you need to go if you want to be a member or just a supporter. Okay. So and he's in charge of all that. Yeah, and if you guys ever get a chance, check out Captain Morgan Lee and the Villager Corps. Cool. That was uh, episode 14 of the Colton Culture Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We hope you check out all of our previous episodes. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Earthquaker Devices. You can check them out at earthquakerdevices.com. We'd also like to thank Robert War and Henry Wallace from the San Diego Black Panther Party. Uh, you can check them out on Facebook over at the San Diego Original Black Panther Party for Community Empowerment. You can also check out Henry Wallace, who performs as Captain Morgan Lee over at the Coronado Ferry Landing. And check out our other podcast episodes on 31G's Apple Podcast and 31G's SoundCloud Player as well. All